What's going on, everyone? What would you do if you were dedicating your life towards pursuing something that you are passionate about, but along the way, life threw a detour in your journey, and you came to the realization that things might not end up exactly how you planned, and the final destination isn't initially what you had in mind? High Five CEO and founder Roy Tuscany has some great advice on the topic. The result impact versus fracture my T12 vertebrae right in my spine, causing paralysis from the belly button down from a 45% compromise of my spinal cord. The bone literally blew apart and pressured the, onto the spine. I was super lucky. I was coaching for Sugar Bowl Academy at the time. And then the good folks here back in the Matter of River Valley all came, came together and raised a bunch of funds so I could focus on my own recovery for two years. And at the end of two years, it kind of hit me that, you know, I need to do more. I need to pay it forward. I need to say thank you to all the people that helped me. So I came up with this concept of, all right, let's do what others did for me to, to more folks. I knew I wouldn't be the only person that would fall into the same shoes that I did, you know, pursuing a dream in the outdoor sports. So in 2009, I launched this idea of High Fives Foundation, giving someone a high five through the recovery process. And like the folks of Mad River and Sugar Bowl Academy that raised, you know, a bunch of funds for me to focus on my own recovery, I wanted to be able to grant that to an individual every single year. Today, we're going to talk about the power of being vulnerable how your biggest enemy could be right between your eyes, and why it's important to celebrate your moments. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish. When I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to The Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Street. Please welcome today's special guest, Roy Tuscany. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. When it comes to protecting your family, be unstoppable. Don't cut corners with your smart home security. Call my friends at Safe Streets. They'll evaluate your unique security and automation needs, all while delivering a five-star customer experience. Get your free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. All right, Roy, can you hear me? I can. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. After a little, you know, you and I figuring out the beauty of Zoom, we're dialed. <laughs> A <laughs> couple of technical glitches there, but hey, you know, we put our heads together and we, we got the challenge done for the day, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I already made my bed this morning, so that was challenge one. <laughs> now we figured out Zoom's a challenge. I mean, watch out day. Like, we're going to accomplish something big. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. <laughs> well, Roy, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule just to speak with me and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. And now I was really excited about this interview, man. I'm really excited to catch up with you with all you're doing with your foundation and, you know, just your personal story. Um, it's truly amazing. So thank you again. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, and I, it, what a crazy connection. Your manager, who I was on a call with, uh, you know, lining this all up and stuff, he's like, yeah, I lived in Truckee for the last, like, 10 years of my life. I'm like, what? 
Like, yeah. How is it even possible? And now I think he's in Utah now, but um, what a really random connection. I mean, we're a small little <laughs> city up in Northern California. So, you know, once again, I think that I, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in things aligning. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. And I'm so happy that our paths aligned and, you know, we had this opportunity to talk. And I mean, just looking up your foundation, the High Fives Foundation, it's incredible what you guys are doing. And I have so many questions, but, you know, before we jump into that, man, I mean, I know you have an incredible personal story. So and I was hoping we could just start there. I mean, where are you from? What were you doing before you started your foundation? Yeah, I'm uh, originally from Vermont, uh, born and raised there, had two great parents, only child. They told me that I could be anything I wanted in this world. And I decided that I wanted to be a skier and mm. everything in my life aligned with, you know, the, the goal of having skiing being a, a focal point of, of my life and was the decisions that I went with. Had to go to college, though. That was the deal I made with mom and dad and, uh, you know, graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering and mathematics from the University of Vermont. And then I uh, moved out West and was skiing a hundred plus days, coaching skiing up at uh, Sugar Bowl Academy, a really cool uh, local ski club here. That's just now just blown up to this amazing facility at the top of Donner Pass. And uh, after two years of doing that, you know, I had an unfortunate accident on uh, April 29th of 06, went 130 feet on a hundred foot jump, came down from 30 feet in the air and the resultant impact into the snow. I first fractured my T12 vertebrae in the spine, just, shrapnel bone flew apart everywhere and the fragments of the bone went into my spine and, and caused you know paralysis from uh, the belly button down uh, life flighted from there to reno and emergency surgery two two plates two rods 16 screws holding the whole you know uh, erector set together to pull the pressure off my spine and you know entering this new world of you know recovering from a spinal cord injury with little to no at all actually um, you know, direction of what does recovery look like? What does life look like? And, you know, that was kind of the initial stepping stones to what was high fives, because we and me and the organization, all we want to do is get people back out in the sports they love back out into community. And, you know, that's, that's what I found when I got hurt was that as more and more people wanted to get me back out into sports, I was getting reconnected to community. And hmm. that's kind of the, the underlying secret sauce of high fives is how can we get people back out into community? Yeah, I love that, man. And just getting people back out. And I mean, it's like one of those things, right? You go through your own personal challenges. And then once you kind of make it out of that, you, you remember those people who helped you along the way, you know, who helped you to overcome those things. And then it's all about giving back after that, right? You can kind of throw that rope back to somebody else. And I mean, you know, just talking about what you went through. I mean, that's, that's insane. I mean, you're, you're dedicating your life to skiing and, and all of a sudden this accident, it, it completely changes everything. And, you know, you're talking about the surgeries and the things you had to go through. Your mind must have been in a dark place. You know, I mean, just just not just physically what you had to go through, but mentally what you had to go through to really just make it out of that, you know, going through the rehab and going through the recovery. So, I mean, what was it or who was it that helped you to get out of that dark place? Yo, Anthony, you got to look this guy up. His name is Wayne Burwell. He is a trainer back on the East Coast, played in the CFL a little bit, incredible 200 meter uh, a sprinter, uh, went to Dartmouth College, a collegiate athlete, NCAA. Uh, but the guy is also just this like zest of life. And uh, he, when I was at my lowest point, I mean, my lowest point, about four months after my accident, uh, everything was going wrong uh, from, you know, my medical diagnosis to like 
I had some medical malpractice. I had, you know, things just not working the way they were supposed to work. And I was just, I'll be honest, man, I was, I was drinking whiskey a full bottle a day, you know, and that actually was something that became a problem that, you know, lasted for, you know, the next, you know, nine years, no, next seven years of my life until I found sobriety. And, and without Wayne at that moment in my life, who knows how bad it could have really got right out of the gate. But Wayne was a trainer at this gym I was going to, and he saw me push so hard. And I, then I had all these, you know, things go wrong and I didn't go to the gym for a month. And then a month later I showed back up and said, yo, bro, where you been? He had so much energy. He's like, where have you been? I'm like, ah, you know, like nothing's going right. He's like, done. I'm your trainer. I train you every day. You're here. This is your workout. I'm like, dude, you're the best trainer at this gym. You charge $150 an hour. Like I don't have a penny, bro, to like pay your services. He's like, all you do is you pay your membership here and I train you an hour a day free every day and you show up. That's all you do. You show up. And I was like, all right, all right. I was like, and I, I was like marveled by this guy. I mean, I think he's got 1% body fat. He is the most physically fit human I've ever met in my life. And that guy devoted his next 60 days to me and it transformed everything about who I was. And then from there, I, I ended up going to a, a physical therapist out here in, in Truckee, this guy by the name of Lad Williams, who's a part Native American and, you know, fully doctorate, you know, physical therapist. And between the combination of like Wayne, this motivated, like trainer, physically fit phenom, just investing in me and then coming out here and finding that spiritual connection along with some of that healing connection that's done from a physical therapy standpoint, without those two people in my life, I don't unstoppable i was stopped is the best way i could say it i was stopped until i found those two people and they saved me and put me on the path of why i'm talking to you and, and where i you know really found that inner drive of who i am and why to care man that, that's so awesome what a blessing for you to have those people in your life and you know i mean the way i look at it man it's like you know life is one big wrestling match right and when i used to step out there on the mat and compete it's like everybody just sees me by myself. They say it's an individual sport, but what they don't see is the people behind the scenes, right? The coaches in the corner who are shouting words of encouragement or technical things. And then, you know, you got your, your, your teammates in the training room who are pushing you every single day. And I mean, that's what it's all about, right? We, we, we need that support system around this to, to help build us and push us forward. But then also what you said, you had to show up, you know, what your trainer said, you had to show up. And I think we have to remember that as well. It's like, yeah, you know what? it's going to be hard. It's going to suck sometimes, you know, we might not be in a situation that we like, but we have to be willing to show up. And that's, that's the first step, right? Just showing up. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is that, you know, there's so many things in life that cost money, but mm -hmm. one of the things that's free is showing up on time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that I've always tried to, you know, embody in my daily, you know, scheduling of the way I organize my life is just, you know, showing up and showing up on time. And when you don't communicating in why, mm -hmm. and that's just always been a big takeaway, but it comes back to that, you know, Wayne, he, this guy, and I guess, you know, initially I kind of saw it from a monetary thing. Like this guy gets 150 bucks an hour to train people. And he's willing to train me for free for an hour every single day. And he's got a client list that's, you know, got a waiting list with a waiting list on top of a waiting list. And he's going to mark an hour out of every day for me. Like, yo, like, come on like no show up and be there five minutes early and and mm -hmm. be so grateful for what's being given and i think that has just been something that's instilled in me that's you know that i try to instill in others is that like showing up or as my wife says just try just mm -hmm. try you know it's a, it's a play on the just do it from nike yep. just try 
<laughs> so I like that, man. Just try it. I mean, again, it's such a blessing to have that guy in your life, have those people in your life to, to push you. And it's, you know, I think we live in a world right now. It's like we forget that one simple act of kindness, you know, one simple just 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 giving back to someone who, who who's in need or who's in who needs some help. You know, it can forever change their life. And I can think back to so many people who during certain days, you know, they helped me over a speedboat. Maybe it's something they did or they said, but if more people would do that, I mean, what a world we would live in, you know, just, just giving back and, and those simple little acts of kindness to help people get through their days. You know, one of the things that, you know, as a speaker, and you know, this is as a, you know, a nationally celebrated speaker for corporate, you know, large scale organizations and stuff to the people you spoke to. The thing that I always try to share as I end my speeches, I know you've got something that you want to share with them is I always say, after you leave here today, I ask you to go outside today and define courtesy in one act. Hmm. Because if people would remember the word courtesy and how it's defined, how would that portray the whole world? And I think it aligns exactly what you're saying, that one act of kindness. Like, you know, if we could find a way to create, you know, the definition of courtesy in one act that you do every day, imagine that it, it really builds. So that's how I always kind of end my speech. How do you, how do you, end, like when you, when you're done and you know, you just nailed your speech, like what do you want to give back to those people, Anthony? Man, you know, for me, I close every single one of my speeches with a poem. It's my unstoppable poem. And, you know, in, in my, in my speeches, I talk about just wrestling through life's challenges and, and being willing to fight through and, and overcome those things. And so I close with this poem. I tell people, Hey, you know, there's going to be moments where you start doubting where mentally your mind's just telling you I have had enough, you know, I can't do it. And, this poem, I recite it to myself, and then I say the word unstoppable. I am unstoppable. And so I tell them, you know, if you can remember this, tell yourself I am unstoppable. And, you know, you, you fight through the day, you battle through, man. And, you know, that's what it's all about for me now. It's, it's just changing people's lives because I wouldn't be here without those individuals who, who helped me, you know? And, and, it, and it's a really cool thing to be able to give back with this podcast and share some positivity out there because the world needs it. That's for sure. And I mean, man, just going back to your story, I mean, everything that you went through and you, and you were able to overcome and you're going through the rehab. I mean, did you ever ski again? Yeah. So in 2008, me and my buddies, like huh. I, I had all these sponsors, you know, before I got hurt and yeah. you know, they followed along and I stayed in touch with them. And when I told them that, I was like, Hey guys, like I got to this point, I'm gonna go try skiing again. They're like, Oh really? So they all sent me, I had like brand new everything, you know, so kitted head to toe, helmet, goggles, gloves, everything. I'm like, yes, I'm looking so good. <laughs> So we go up to the mountain and, you know, I get on the lift. Everything's all right. Yeah, it's a little creaky here and there, you know, and we get to the top. I can't get off the lift. I can't stand up. I'm like, all right. So step one, this is bad. So then step two, we get off the lift after we kind of looked like a junk show up there. And um, I am just so confident because I was such a confident skier before. I've done all this rehab. I'm, I'm feeling so confident in what I'm doing that I just take off. And I'm like, oh, it'll all come back. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, it's like riding a bike if you have all the muscles that they mm. properly need. Um, but I have no use of muscles below my knee on both legs. And then on my right leg, I just got a quad muscle. I don't, I don't have a hamstring. I don't have a, you know, a glute or anything like that. So I'm very limited with the, the functionality that I have in my legs. And so I take off going down the hill. And uh, I try to turn. And the way I remember to turn, it's not working. And then I, I try to, to stop the way I'm, I can't do it. So I just fall down and I was like, all right. And so for a while we made these like, kind of like Instagram versus reality videos where my buddies would shoot these quick little videos of me like skiing along. And then I'd fall over, they'd pick me up and then we'd shoot some more. 
um, to make it look like it. And then that actually attracted a really close friend that was like, hey, she literally was like, hey, idiot, uh, come skiing with me and I'll show you how we can do this a little different. Hmm. And she got me these outriggers, which are ski poles with uh, little skis on the end that provide balance, stability, and also the ability to initiate turns. Mm-hmm. And so that transformed everything. And then I could turn, I could then stop, I could balance. And I mean, I'm not like shredding like I was before because my legs are so weak, but I was skiing on my own independently. And now this year, my man, um, uh, Eddie Bauer, uh, they nominated four individuals that are providing inclusive opportunities in the most like raddest way to folks, um, you know, that are finding barriers to entry in the outdoors. And they nominated me as one. So I'm, awesome. out, I'm a one outside leader from Eddie Bauer. And that like motivated me so much that like, they're like, we're investing with you. You, anything you want to do, like go do and we're invested. And that got me this year. I went out and skied 55 days this year. And I don't count a ski day unless I get five runs in. So there was actually a couple more. And I, uh, I skied 55 days this year, which I mean, in the last, you know, 15 years of my injury, I might've skied a hundred days total till oh. this year and 55 days this year. It was unbelievable. I skied all over the place. I also have a, a, a almost two-year-old son who, we got on snow 11 times. So that was also super motivating as well. Um, but I think that's, that's like the big thing, man. It's like, yeah, I got back to ski and I, I got back in the ring with, you know, what knocked me down. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a way that we're trying to prove anything. I, I just, I just want to go back out and, and, and slide on snow. That, yeah. That's all I'm looking for. Do what you days. love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that, that, that's cool. And, and I mean, it's a great lesson right there. You know, when you were talking, the outriggers, you mentioned the outriggers. I've actually, I had the opportunity to use those once. I, I, I learned how to ski up in North Star back in 2011. And okay. so, they, yeah, they set me up with those outriggers, man. Those things are awesome. And I mean, I, I, I come back skiing again, dude. Open invites to Tahoe. Anytime you want, I will take you skiing. We can have a blast. Oh, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to take you up on that this next winter. That would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, I mean back then you had to be kind of a, you know, careful about what yep. you were doing with the wrestling and everything. And I mean, now collegiate wrestling, and I mean, you are going for a lot of world records, I hear. Uh, but, <laughs> I'll be done in September know, though. I, yeah. See, so we could, we could go, let's go, let's go skiing, buddy. Heck yeah, <laughs> Please man. Come this year. I, will, I will red carpet everything come skiing this year. Oh man. <laughs> I, I'm definitely taking you up and I got, I got to let you know up front though. I remember when I, when I learned how to ski, I thought I was going like, I was going down the hill. Right. And I was like, I got to slow down. I'm, I'm going really fast. And I remember like, I'm trying to slow down. And this is like, he was like maybe eight years old. This dude just blast past me. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the fastest skier, but I, I can do it, man. So I'm definitely, I'm going to hit you up this winter. I'll be out there. You know, hitting, hitting Yo, the slows I don't with you. That fast. I just make big turns. Down. Yep. I, I now like the game of golf. My goal with skiing is to have one good turn, just like golf, one good swing, you know? That's all I look for. I'm just looking to make big turns. I ski groomers. I don't ski the black diamonds. I ski like blue squares and stuff. Like I just go out for cruises. So I think we're going to be, I think we'll be ideal skiing partners. Oh, we're, we're on the same page, man. I, I love it. And I mean, j- just what you were talking about, you know, with outriggers. And I mean, it's just a great lesson because it's like, you you wanted to do what you loved again, you know, but you had to relearn, you, you had to learn a different way to do it. And I think that's just a great lesson for people to remember. It's like, sometimes, you know, in life, it's like, we might have to change our plans. You know I mean? We might have to readjust, but that doesn't mean we can't do it. We just have to learn a different way, you know? And that, that's always been a mentality. My mom's taught me from a young age is like, you might not be able to do things this way, but you can do it. Just figure out a different way to do it. Right. It's like, that's what it's all about. It's that mentality. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, right now, one of those hot trigger words is uh, vulnerability, being vulnerable in situations, mm. being comfortable with, you know, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And I think that was like one of the biggest things for me and why I am so confident in my persona and my daily, you know, ways that I, that I operate in because of the fact that like, dude, in all honesty, man, like deep down inside, that was like one of the most vulnerable moments in my life. Like all of a sudden I'm going back to this sport that was my identity, who I was, everything that I was really good at was evolving around sliding down the mountain and then to come back and, and humbly start all over and not at all have the enjoyment of what I found before, you know, skiing fast, taking big air, going, hitting jumps, all those things that was like the, the inner passion and coming back and humbly just accepting that, you know, it was going to be different, but coming to the conclusion that, you know, all I wanted to do truthfully is ride up the lift with my friends again. Mm. And that was that moment of saying, okay, like, dude, this is going to be tough and you're going to, you're going to struggle and you're going to really have a hard time in this process because you're starting over from something that was your entire, you know, lifeline. And mm -hmm. how do you now re-engage and how do you, you know, push the blood through the veins of the body to make you want to do this? And it goes to what you're talking about is, you know, don't allow the conversations that happen between the ears to be the ones that direct where you're going out for, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think the biggest enemy, if you can ever understand that, um, you know, the biggest enemy in this world is, mm -hmm then you're going to be, you're going to overcome. Like no one can ever be as evil as yourself. Man, I, and, I agree with you. You know, and I think, you know, that's, those are those moments. I mean, I see that, you know, the, you standing at that, that black and white photo behind you, you know, yeah. of you standing up like that, all of the, all of the stuff deep down inside that just, you know, burns the, the human heart it all ignites when you do that, you know, and I, I've had that same moment, you know, I, a, a great friend of mine took me heli skiing a couple of years and bought a private bird and, and we got to ski this low mellow stuff. And I got to ski powder again for the first time. Hmm. And I remember that same thing outriggers up in the air, just like, you know what it, it, all of that, all of that enemy that I had inside of me just hmm. out, hmm. you that, know, that victory moment, man, that we call it the podium moment, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> full podium moment <laughs> man i i love that and you know just right i mean there's someone listening right now who you know may, they might find themselves in a dark place you know maybe they're dealing with thoughts of wanting to give up because they don't believe things will ever be the same you know they don't they don't believe that they can overcome what they're dealing with i mean do you have any advice for that person just just how they can get through yeah you already said the first line of the advice that i almost give to everybody we have it written all over this facility is that like life will never be the same but it will be awesome. Mm. And that's the honest truth is like, you know, I, I went to this um, uh, forum from a company called Landmark that like really talks about like, there's two ways to live your life. Like you can live your life where everything in the past is going to direct how your future will, will look or everything from the present moving forward is how you're going to allow your future life to look. And for me, it's like, yeah, all those things in the past, they, they help build us to who we are at this present moment. But if we allow all that stuff in the past to define how we see what our future looks like, it's always going to look bloom and goom or, you know, terrible. 
But if you say, hey, man, this taught me grit. This taught me being relentless. This taught me my drive. And now because of this, this is how I'm going to see how things are going to change. It's like, it's a totally different format on, on how you can predict and how you want your life. You know, people say all the time, like thoughts matter. And they do because thoughts become reality. And if your thought is always like, oh, poor me, I had this spinal cord injury. I can no longer be the skier that I was. Well, then you're going to be in that, that vertical of like this sour individual who's always focused on being who they were and not who they can become. And instead you're like, hey, I get the opportunity to slide on snow. There's so many people that have a worse outcome from their disabilities that would give anything to be able to do what I'm doing right now. So you know what? Yeah, it's fucking hard for me, but celebrate this moment because there's so many people that would give anything to get to do what you're doing in that form or fashion. And it takes a big, a big person to be able to do that because ego is the other big hot word right now, you know, on top of vulnerability. And when you can get rid of your ego, especially in those moments where you used to perform or where you used to shine and, and boost that ego up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really where you have those transformations in life. And I, I hope someone is listening to this because I'll tell you what, man, like it's going to be okay. It, it really is. It's going to be okay. And that's something that, you know, I constantly have to tell myself all the time. Like, that's something that I repeat in my head. It's actually not today, Satan. That's what I tell myself all the time is hmm. not today, Satan. And when I start having those moments creeping in and I say, no, nope, not today, bud. It's not, you know, you're not going to win. Hmm. And that's my way of like flipping that switch and, and getting back to that idea. And I want people to know that everybody has the ability to do that. And, you know, we all have a brain. We all have a heart. We all look different. But these two things control so much of our directions in our world, and we are all given the same to the most degree. Um, and I just hope people know that, like, you can do this. <laughs> man, I, I love it, Roy. Some great advice right there, man. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, I think that's definitely going to help inspire some people out there who are who are wrestling with their own daily challenges because it's a daily battle, you know, every single day. And like you said, you know, not the day, Satan. You know, every day you got to win the day. And and uh, so, you know, thank you for sharing, man. And uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I really want to hear more about your foundation. So, uh, you, know, you know, first off, man, what's the significance behind the name High Fives Foundation? What, what's, what, what's the story behind that? So I was, like I said, I got life flighted from, from Mammoth and um, I didn't meet my doctor before surgery. Mm -hmm. And it turned out actually the doctor, my surgeon, his name is Dr. David Lepla. His great, great, great grandfather was the first governor of Vermont, Nathaniel Chittenden, where I'm from. We're a little small state over there on the East Coast. And um, so we had this weird connection. And uh, the next day he comes in to kind of give me the, the details of how surgery went. You know, hey, surgery went a little bit longer. You lost blood. We had to do this transfusion. We ended up putting this hardware. Here's where it's stabilized. Here's what you can expect, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm hearing all this and, you know, I'm like, wow, this sounds pretty positive. And I'm like going along and obviously my legs don't work. I'm propped up in an ICU bed. I got things all over my arms, you know, monitors everywhere. And like the only thing I could think to say to this dude or to show my gratitude for him, I was like, yeah, man, thanks. And I, I put up my hand to give him a high five and what felt like five minutes, which, is, you know, in all honesty, was probably like five seconds. But, you know, when you're just waiting, yeah, waiting, waiting. And I finally had to be like, hey, doc, like slap my hand. It's a high five. <laughs> 
he's like, I like that, you know, I was like, all right. And then that just hit me. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to use this as a, my way of introducing myself to OTs, PTs, nurses, well, you know, all the folks that you meet in the medical journey that you have in a recovery. And it just became my way of, you know, breaking the ice. And I remember sitting on my buddy's back deck as we were trying to figure out like what to call this thing. We had all these different names. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. I, I through my entire recovery, I was just high five, man. And they're like, yeah. They're like, let's pluralize it. And I was like, okay. And so High Fives Foundation, that's how it all came about. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. Great story right there. And I mean, you know, just thinking back to the early days, I mean, like I said, I I looked on your website and it's just amazing to see where you're at today. I mean, how many athletes you've helped, the different programs you have and the facilities, incredible. But I mean, you know, just going back to the early days, I mean, when you first launched, what was that experience like, man? I mean, had you had experience like working with the foundation and, and running it before? Or was this just like all brand new to you? 1000% 1000% brand new. Um, at the time of my injury, as I said, I was a, I was a ski coach and I was building houses. Um, I was building really nice luxury houses down on the river and, you know, working in the morning as a skier, pounding nails at night and kind of living life. After that, I had to transition. And, you know, I, I had a job interview with a engineering firm here to go on that route of mechanical engineering. And it kind of hit me about the amount of time that I was going to have to put into that. And how much it was going to divert away from what I had visioned for myself, which was, you know, giving back, not quite knowing what that would look like. And so I, I declined the job with the engineering firm and then, you know, started working for a part time as an office manager for this really cool ornamental blacksmith shop here in town that does like super high end ironwork. And they were really good artisans, but they weren't organized. And so I came in, organized everything their media, their accounting, their billing cycles, their invo- everything. And it taught me organization. Hmm. And then once I wanted to start the foundation, it gave me a good tool and a good starting point because I went from like this like massive like amount of data and then brought that same kind of concept into this. And during that time of working at Mount Ford, I knew I wanted to, to, to do a nonprofit. I just didn't know anything about it. Hmm. And so I spent all of my like excess funds um, on getting a um on getting like all the like because where i live here in truckee it's it's a very big concentration of um nonprofits that serve a lot of different things uh mm-hmm. sierra watershed council uh trucking humane society they're huge and they, they all serve really great but no one really in this you know niche that we're operating in so i, I took all the executive directors whenever i could out to lunch i probably looked like like a a pretty like young like dude just like swooning in because most of them were like older females in the town like just like swooning in but all i was doing truthfully was gathering as much information as they would give me in the nonprofit Mm -hmm. i had no clue and um you know after about you know two years of doing that i filled out all of these forms all by myself the form 1023 the the bylaws of the foundation the uh, articles of incorporation all these things that you hire lawyers and accountants Mm -hmm. to do for you i was like no like I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do all this stuff. And everyone's like, dude, you're so crazy. You know, you can pay someone to do this. I'm like, no, I'm doing this. And I did it all. And I filed it all. And so I spent, I'm not even kidding you, Anthony. I would work 40 hours a week at this job. I would come home, work 40 to 60 hours at night, doing all this paperwork, doing all this stuff. So that when we launched, everything was there, the website, all the policies, the bank accounts, the everything. And so it wasn't like this building scale. It was like, we're going and we're going like this and you know a year of this and so I, I head down to the secretary of state office in california 
And I, like I said, I, I never started a business. Mm-hmm. I haven't started another business since this. But the one thing I can tell anybody out there, if you want to start a business, the first thing you should do is when you have a company name, because well, as you start to build the business, you start filling out all this paperwork using the same name like thousands of times over. Before you start any business, go to your state register of where you want to start your business and look up the business name and see if it's available <laughs> name. So fast rewind, September, January 19th, 2009, drive down to Sacramento from Truckee. It's about an hour and a half drive. And um, go to the re- registration office. So amped. I've got everything organized. It's so beautifully prepared. I've been waiting. I've been working so hard for this. I get to the secretary of state office. I am so happy. The woman looks at me. I hand her all my stuff so proud. And she instantly just goes, did you happen to check the name register of this company? Because there's no way that the name High Fives Foundation is going to be available in the state of California. But I'll go check for you anyways. And I was like, what? what Oh, no. And she's like, yeah. And if that's the case, you have to redo all this. So I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm like, this is like a year of work. Like, no, I I can't. And um, she comes back and she's got like this smirk on her face. Like, and I'm like, oh man, I pissed this woman off. <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, I have no clue. I've been doing this job forever. I don't think I've ever been wrong before, but I'm wrong. She's like, there's tons of high five this and high five that and high five of this and that there's no one pluralizing it in the state. You're the only person it's all wow. yours. And I was like, oh, <laughs> And that goes back to me and my buddies on the deck being like, hey, let's pluralize it because we're yep. going to give out a lot of these. <laughs> like safe. And so that that is like the long story of how that whole name came about. And some advice to give others as you start businesses. First step, check the name that you want to name your business with. <laughs> before you fill out all the paperwork. <laughs> Man, that's that's awesome story. And whew, uh, you must have been stressed. And I can't imagine that heart drop moment. I'm huh? waiting for her to come back to that desk. and. <laughs> Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Staying safe is more important now than ever before, which is why Safe Streets is one of my favorite companies. Safe Streets is the only authorized provider of ADT monitoring in the country, making them industry experts in home security and automation. Right now, Safe Streets has a special offer for our audience. Get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. To reserve your Safe Streets offer today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. Man, that, that's so cool. And again, just to see where you, where you started and where you're at, man, with this foundation, it's it's incredible, you know? And, and I mean, just thinking about that, you know, what you've been able to accomplish with your team. I mean, is there a moment that sticks out in your head from your time helping athletes and doing all these events for your foundation? Is there something that really sticks out to you that you'll always remember, like, you know, this situation or this athlete, like just something above the rest? Yeah, it was a, it's a young girl by the name of Jocelyn Judd. Um, super adventure, super fit, outdoors, loving life, just got her nurse practitioner degree, just like everything about life is like going like this for her. Um and she was skiing on closing day at a resort and tried to backflip, over-rotated and broke her C4 vertebrae and was in a remote location in Northern Idaho where they didn't quite know how to you know, properly diagnose and treat the situation. And so they put her in a nursing home and she was in a nursing home with like 80 year old people, just she was laying in a bed, not doing anything. 
And I'm not even kidding. I remember it at like 7.05 PM. I got this phone call and I, I just answered it. And it was her dad, Jim Judd, who just the name alone, Jim Judd, he's this ginormous, like man's man, you know, I mean, the name alone says it alone. And he's on the phone, just crying his eyes out to me saying, I've been searching the internet for, for hours, just trying to find anything to help my daughter and everything that I found about your organization sounds like you can help and you, can you help? And I was like, I don't know, like, what, what can we do? And she's like, we need to get her to this place called Craig hospital number one spinal cord facility in all of America in Denver, Colorado, actually in Inglewood, Southern Denver. I didn't know them at the time. Craig now is one of our largest partners. High Fives is an evergreen foundation from them, which means that we get annual funding from them to continue our partnership. They see us at, a, at the highest level of value. So my closest friends in the world are people that work and, and have worked at that place for years now. But this call is what initiated all of it. And out of the blue, you know, I, I told Jim Judd, I said, we'll get your daughter there. What do we need to do? And he said, well, I have $25,000 saved up. And they told us if we could get $50,000 to them, they would admit her for 25 days or 20 days. And I said, okay, I'm going to call my, I'm going to call an emergency board meeting right now. I'm going to get the $25,000 from my board for you because everything about Jocelyn's injury was the exact reason that I started the foundation, suffered a life-changing injury pursuing your dreams and had a spinal cord injury while participating in them. And it just, everything about it said I had to help. And so I called Craig Hospital out of the blue. I'll never admit it. And I just like, they were like, who is this? I was like, I'm the CEO of High Fives Foundation. And they're like, who would you like to talk to? I was like, I'd like to talk to the director of admissions, please. And I ended up talking to this woman, Laura Brown, who became a longtime friend. And it was from this. And I just like poured my heart out to say, I talked from my heart, you know, and talked to, you know, being honest about why I was calling. And I said, we got to do this. And they said, no problem. And I was like, what? And I, I kept, I kept pitching them and she's like, no problem. We'll get her in. I was like, but then we'll do this. And she's like, Roy, I have already said twice to you, no problem. We'll let this girl in. And I was like, Oh my God. I was so shocked. It was like the first time I ever like won a sales pitch, you know, like a big one. And so we got this funding in and uh, we got Jocelyn there. And Jocelyn has fully recovered. She now competes in CrossFit games. She skis over a hundred days a year. She's a river guide. She fly fishes. She lives life more full. She just did the Grand Canyon unassisted by herself. Like she is this Mecca. And it was her father who called me, who told me that I think she was 24 years at the time that his 24 year old daughter was stuck in a nursing home and no one was caring about her. And I decided to care. And that's all that matters, you know, and that's the one that like sticks out. And there's plenty of other ones, you know, I met my wife from, you know, this, you know, I met my wife in 2010. Um, she wasn't my, we, she was dating someone else, blah, blah, blah. But we met at a, an adaptive ski expo in Vail, Colorado. She had just come back from the Paralympics, had won so many golds and silvers and bronze, like just like the absolute new face of the Paralympics. And I met her and I was in so awe. And then, you know, eight years later, we were speaking in an event in North uh, New York City together. And, you know, that's, you know, the timing is right. And, you know, now we've got this little boy named Gunner. And so it's like, you know, this world has given me so much and it's just because I care and it's, I show up and I just want to help people. <laughs> man, that, that, that's so awesome, man. And thank you so much for caring. You're, you're doing such amazing work. You're changing lives out there with, with your foundation and 
Um, I mean, it's truly been a pleasure just to speak with you, to hear your story, to hear about the foundation, man, you're going to have a supporter in me from here on out. And I mean, where can people go just to, to, to support you guys and just to keep tabs on what you and your foundation are doing? You know, during COVID, um, we spent a lot of time like revamping things that probably needed to be revamped. But, you know, as things were going so fast in life, as we all know, until that hit, we weren't really able to focus. So I highly encourage everyone to go to highfivesfoundation.org. We just launched a brand new website, fully accessible, 100% ADA accessible website, because we want to make sure that if we're going to say we're serving the community of, of those with disabilities, well, then we need to make sure that everything we do speaks along those missions. And if we're going to be a, a safety net for that community, well, then we got to make sure that sort of stuff is dialed. So that was a huge undertaking during uh, COVID that we got done and launched and so proud of. And then the other, like, I got to admit, like the lady, um, her name's Becca Lafano, which is incredible. I was actually her ski coach. She now has worked for the foundation for eight years. Um, she's been a big part of my life for a long time, but she runs our social media and she just like, she crushes it. She's so good at what she does. So I highly recommend going to, you know, our Instagram following and seeing the cool things that we post to, you know, get you fired up and uh, get to hear the stories and the impact that we make. And, you know, we'll, we'll soon, you know, probably about maybe about January, February, 2022, we'll have a photo of you, Anthony, shredding a big turn, arcing, <laughs> blasting I'm, down the hill. <laughs> I'm there, man. I am there for sure. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like this is a guarantee stamp we're coming. But I got to ask before we get off this and we get to talk about high fives, we share all this. Dude, how did you do 62 pull-ups in 60 seconds? <laughs> Man, I, I was flying on that one. At, at uh, Tell you what, for two hours after, I, I just couldn't move my body. But I mean, I started uh, really, you know, just kind of breaking it down. I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna try to do 30 reps without stopping 40, 50. And I worked up to like, I think it's like 55, man. But uh, that was exhausting for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I was done, but no, I got one more challenge left in me and that's most pull-ups in 24 hours. And I'll be hitting that in September, man, September 25th. So. And you're doing it at the Navy Coast Guard. Uh, yeah, where where is this happening? Yeah. The United States Coast Guard Academy out in Connecticut. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So just a little, I'm going to throw a challenge at you. The current world record is what, like 60, a little over 6,000? I uh, wish it, it was 7,715. Okay. 7,715. So here's my challenge to you. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, at one time, have the Guinness world record for the most high fives in a 24 hour period. I got 9,325. So I challenge you, Anthony to get a minimum of 9,325 pull-ups. And my goal when I did it, which I thought I did, was a number so high that no one would ever want to beat. But I was wrong. A guy went to a marathon and got like 15,000 plus. So I <laughs> challenge you to make sure whatever number you put up, put it up bigger than you think. So no one will ever have, <laughs> no one will ever try to break this record. But I challenge you to do at least 9,325. Well, dang, man. Okay. I, I wrote it down. 9,325. I, I, I yeah, accept look, that here, challenge. I, have a couple of these, right? I mean, we're on a podcast. You can't see it, but look, so here's my, I think you have a couple of these from other records, but yeah, there's my Guinness. I see that Guinness certificate right there all framed up. It's looking nice. <laughs> so there's our whole thing. Oh, man, uh, I, I love it. All right, so Roy. That's my, 
That's my challenge to you. <laughs> 7,000, whatever isn't enough. I, I, I accept it, man. I'm going to do my best to get 9,325 pull-ups for you. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> hey, Roy, th thank you so much for your time, man. And before I let you go, I got three final questions. I call them short-time questions. So it's like, man, you know, I'll, I'll ask it. And basically, it's the first thing that comes to mind. You just fire it out. Okay, deal. All right, my friend, here we go. So first question, name your favorite motivational book and or movie favorite okay this is you this is a little explanation that the movie that they made out of this book is the worst movie ever made <laughs> that's like a book to movie um so from the book side it's the power of one by bryce courtney uh which is about a young boxer growing up in the apartheid in south africa and mm -hmm. becoming the welterweight champion of the world you want to read a, that's what i read and then the sequel to that is called tandia which is a 950 page font size eight book that I read through my entire recovery in, um, in the hospital. But that is, there's nothing, if you want to get fired up, that is the book to do it. It'll, it'll set you on a path. However, don't watch the movie. The movie is the worst movie ever made from a book to movie. <laughs> but when it's movie based, like it's super simple, man. And it's like in the last couple minutes, it's when that clap starts happening. Notre Dame, baby. Rudy, like when he comes running out on that field, like, I don't know. There's nothing better than that. Like that just, that gets me so going. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, I, I got that book on my list now. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> so, so good. Next question. Do you have a favorite quote? Yeah. Oh my God. I've been using this one so much. I just used it for a promotional video we're using for it. It is so good. Ready for this? It is a goal without a plan is just a wish. Hmm. Love that. Love that. Adding that to my list of quotes as well, man. All right, Roy, final question. What does unstoppable mean to you? What does unstoppable mean to me? Unstoppable means to me being the most relentless individual in a pursuit of happiness. Great answer, man. Great answer. Roy, thank you so much for your time, man. I'll be hitting you up. Let's stay in touch because uh, I plan on skiing with you, man, here in this uh, next upcoming season. And I guess I got some more work to do. 9,325 pull-ups. You're going to do it. And that number you called earlier, that's your cell, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Save my cell, right. and I'll save yours as well. So let, let's definitely keep yeah, in touch. <laughs> oh, my God. This was so unreal. Like, this is like full fan. Like, this is unreal. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. <laughs> uh, pleasure chatting with you as well, man. It was an honor. I had a great time. So we'll definitely keep all in right. touch, man, and enjoy the rest of your day, all right? You too, man. Cheers. Hi, Roy. Take care, man. Man, it was so much fun getting to talk with Roy about his foundation and hear more about his story. His energy is contagious, and he really had some great advice. One of the takeaways for me was when he talked about celebrating our moments in life. We all have our own personal moments. Sometimes those moments might not turn out exactly how we expected them to be. But when that happens, it's important to remember what Roy said. There's so many people out there who would give anything to have what you have. So make it a point to count your blessings and celebrate your moments. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets, the leader in smart home security and automation, and America's only ADT authorized provider. Safe Streets will help protect what you value most. Talk to an expert and get a free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 
7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with a really good home podcast. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and remember, be unstoppable.